Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. Um, but I, that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Um, like I've said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. Yes, right now it's his time. This time right now, be, it's, it's my time. Right. That'll last into the first Aaron Jones sack, and then it'll be Josh, Justin Fields' time. Wow. The first Aaron Donald sack, and then intercepted because, and then he'll be intercepted by Jalen Ramsey, and then Justin Fields takes the field and Bears win. All right, there we go. Mapped it out. There you go. You had it all. You sure it won't be a strip sack? Strip sack maybe score? It maybe it will. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it'll be a strip sack and uh, a strip sack by Aaron Donald, and then Leonard Floyd picks it up and runs it in for six, and then Justin Fields <laughs> takes the field. How perfect would that be? So last week they get lit up, but that defense gets lit up by Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback that that <clears throat> Matt Nagy, the quarterback whisperer, the play calling genius, couldn't figure out, couldn't make good. The only way, the only time <laughs> Trubisky was good was when Bill Lazor was calling plays, and 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 Nagy gave it up, and now he's back. He's going to make sure that. Andy Dalton sucks, so that way you can put Justin Fields in, and then no matter what Nagy calls, Justin Fields can outrun the bad play calling. That's the way I see it. That's how that's going to work. I'm Steve Rosenblum. That's Trash Panda. He's in for Grody, although Grody's going to be on this show later on this hour talking Bears. Grody's going to have a Bears postgame show to take your calls. This is Grody's show. He's not on this show, but he'll be on this show. And we're going to be talking with Cam Ellis as soon as Trash Panda sells, tells me we have Cam Ellis. All right, then let's do it. Scores Hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. 
And this is now, this is Cam Ellis's time from Odyssey. Cam, spend your time wisely. Do you understand, son? But right now, it's, it's my am, time. I, yeah. I am more right than now. excited to uh, talk about the third preseason game with you. <laughs> this is the best one. Oh, wait, there's not a fourth. Yeah, no, this, no, never mind. This is the bad it one. Is, uh, it's an ex- it's an exciting way to spend our last Saturday evening of the summer uh, just watching the literally the least important Bears game of the whole year. I'm actually personally excited about spending my dinner time with one Justin Fields on the football field. Yeah, for like, you know, 22, 23 minutes. It'll be nice. I agree. And then I'll turn it off and watch the Sox game. Yeah, that's 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 my evening. Yeah. Anyway, we, <laughs> that's There's not what you came here for. There's a TV guide for this evening. That's trash band. And we're welcoming Cam Ellis. He writes for Odyssey, writes for the Score website, and we're gonna talk some bears. And maybe you can parse through this Matt Nagy nonsense for me, Cam. Okay. Because he was asked, you know, why why does he think the Bears' offense will be better in 2021? Well, the obvious answer would be as soon as he puts Justin Fields in there, it's going to actually have more dimensions, but he didn't say that. He said, probably the way we've been practicing the tempo. I told you all when I got here, this offense takes a few years to get going. We're at that spot right now. We've had guys on this team two, three, four years. And then I went and looked. So what am I missing here? Not the quarterbacks. They haven't been here two, three, four years. Not the tackles. They, 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 we don't even know who they are, and they haven't been here that long. Not more than one good wide receiver. This is Darnell Mooney's second year. We'll see how that goes. And the tight ends haven't been here for three, four years, and fewer of the coaches have. I mean, really, this is year one, and Nagy is trying to tell us it's going to be better because it's year four. So this sounds just like... He's shoveling all, you better not wear open-toed shoes, people, because the Bears head coach is just full of it. So what am I missing here, Cam Ellis? It sounds like you're not missing a whole lot, to be honest with you. That, that sums it up pretty nicely. Um, I bet that Matt Nagy is kicking himself for this being the quote that he led left a long weekend with. Um, so I, I think that if there had been another press conference, I think we probably would have glossed over this at a certain point. But... Yeah, I, I don't really. I get, I get the the spirit of what he was trying to say in that, you know, you're trying to temper expectations and point out that the even great NFL offenses take seasons to build. I guess I don't know how true people really buy it, how, how true that really holds in today's offense. I. I think that he just worded it really poorly. I, I get what he was trying to say, but yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to raise some sort of flag when a team that's literally gotten worse on offense for the last three straight years is being told that all of a sudden, oh yeah, like this was the plan. It was going to take three years, and then in the fourth year, things are going to start clicking. Uh, um, so it, 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 the Bears have a weird way. There's like a weird pattern of Bears coaches and players getting blown out of proportion in terms of press conferences this year, like, like the Justin Beal stuff and now this stuff. But I do think that in hindsight, he probably would have re- wanted to reword it another way. It's like most press conferences that Matt Nagy has. I wish you could <laughs> Can we get a redo on that yeah. one, guys? Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the wide receivers in there, Steve, and I want to follow up a little bit on that with you, Cam. I, I, I'm 
starting to consider, and as is most beat writers and people that follow the team, who are the wide receivers going to be? Javon Wims is now gone. We know Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin are all going to be here. Is Javon Wims leaving, clearing the way for a guy like Rodney Adams, who has been, I guess you could say, a standout for the Bears in the preseason, yes, while playing against second and third strainers, but still has has turned some heads. Have you thought at all, or do you, or what do you think the Bears are going to run with for wide receivers? Because I know they've usually carried six in the last several seasons. Right. Um, yeah, no, and I think it is sort of Rodney Adams at this point. You know, it's it's funny that, that I think you're right, that sort of cutting Javon Wims made it a pretty clear pecking order, I think. Um, uh, I'll be interested to see how the bottom half behind Mooney and Robinson get used, if that makes sense. Like, it'll be interesting to see where they fall into those roles. Um, but, no, I, I sort of think this is Rodney Adams' job to lose. You know, it, it certainly helps that he's the only one that made, like, even remotely a impressive offensive play last game. So, like, there's no one else to even compare him with. Like, it was just Rodney Adams' game. So, in, in that sort of narrative sense, he – he built up some capital, but yeah, no, I think it, I, I don't know who else he would, would really be. Um, I, I don't see anyone outside of Rodney Adams really pushing him for that last spot in the room. And since Javon Wims was brought up by myself, I have to ask you what your favorite Javon <laughs> Wims moment was with the bears. Was it punching CJ Gardner Johnson or was it dropping the pass against the saints? Thanks. I'll hand it was, it was the fight. It was obviously the fight. Um, I, I feel like it'd be weird to be like my favorite moment was when he dropped that touchdown. Um, and the bears never had a chance again. Um, yeah, no, it was the fight. What's funny is that like, he is a pretty well-liked guy in the locker room. Like for, for being such an ostracized player with the fans, like the players liked him a lot. Um, he, he was very well liked in that locker room. So it is funny how how different they are. But it's got to be the fight and the fact that Anthony Miller like did it later. You know, like it, it, it was such a saga. All started by him. I'll never forget it. We're talking with Cam Ellis of Odyssey, our uh, our mothership. He uh, Cam writes on Odyssey.com, thescore.com, thescore.com about all sorts of sports. We're talking. Bears and they play the third exhibition game tonight. Justin Fields is going to start. Every hope is that he finishes. The idea that he's going to be doing Justin Fields things out there, um, I don't think either quarterback really looks like there's anybody could have a clue about them based on what the games have shown because David Montgomery has played like, what, one play and then he hobbled yeah, off. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Okay, that's you're you're a new quarterback. Whether you're Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, your your running game is your best friend. Um, a tight end is your second best friend. A scoring defense, as we saw with Mitch Trubisky, everybody believed Mitch Trubisky was just going to be great, and everybody believed that Nagy could call plays because the defense was scoring six touchdowns. So that would really help. Is there any way you can connect? You can foresee? You have a vision of? how well they'll be able to run the ball so so as to protect the quarterbacks and actually make them prop them up and make them look good whoever the quarterback is i think it's going to be the challenge of the season i think even more so than um incorporating a rookie quarterback into the offense i think running the ball is going to be a real problem you know the 
David Montgomery is very good, but I, as we have sort of seen, you can be a very good running back and put up pretty mid to poor numbers if you have a terrible offensive line. Like the, the offensive line play and running game success are so intricately connected, and I just don't see how maybe they get better in the second half because you know the the, the line gels together and they, and they start figuring out. But I, I think it's going to be a rough start, and I, and I do wonder if partially that is why the Andy Dalton thing is still happening is because Nagy trusts Andy Dalton a little more with a bad offensive line. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I, I do wonder if, you know, the offensive line starts looking a little more cohesive in week four and they can start really opening up the playbook a little more because they can trust the line to run block and pass block. And then all of a sudden, maybe you put in Justin Fields. Um, I don't agree with that personally, but I think that's probably the blueprint and, and why they're sort of taking things slowly. But I think it's going to be, to your point, I think it's going to be a pretty tough go of it the first month or so, just based on the defenses they're playing, but also just because it's a pretty new offensive line that that we're not really sure about outside of one or two positions. I'm going to ask you to predict the future now, Kim, because I know that you're Perfect. good at that. If I am. I, not if, but... How many games do you think Andy Dalton is going to start this season? Or so, and by that, I'm also asking you, when will we see Justin Fields make his first start? So I think that Andy Dalton is probably going to play like three games. Uh, I think that it you know, the Rams is what it is. That's going to happen. Like, unless Matt Nagy just pulled a long con on everyone and it's the greatest long con of all time and just subs Justin Fields in in, like, the second quarter of the Rams game, it's going to be Andy Dalton. So uh, I think that it's going to be Andy Dalton against the Bengals, too, just because of that thing. And, like, some people may say, oh, you know, that shouldn't be important to winning games. But it is. Like, that, that, that's going to be a part of it. So, and then I think – you know, you go to Cleveland, which is a pretty tough defense on the road. I don't know if you start a quarterback for the first time there. So I think sort of everyone's pointing to October 3rd against the Lions at home. And I think that sort of makes sense. You know, it's not particularly interesting or new, but I don't see a whole lot of, unless Andy Dalton just lights it up and then maybe he plays for 10 weeks or whatever. But if, it, if things go as we expect them to go and as they're probably going to go, I think that week four game against the Lions is going to be the day. Well, I think that that's a dangerous thing because they'll get their kneecaps bitten off by Dan Cannibal, the right. coach of the Lions. That's really, I can't wait to see that. All right. Cam, we appreciate your time. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, talking bears with us today. Of course. Always happy to jump on with you guys. All right. That's Cam Ellis of Odyssey, 670thescore.com. We talk bears with him. We will talk bears with Mark Grody. This is his show. He'll be on this show. He should be on this show. Trash Panda is co-hosting on Saturday Suckage. But we're going to talk to Grody about when his show is actually going to be on this here radio station. More bears talk after this. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know, we had a big, a big add to our offensive line. You know, he's an he's an unbelievable pro. Uh, you know, it's it's been unbelievable to see you know just um, you know how quick he is and and you know I'm I'm truly thankful not to be the oldest guy on the team anymore. So um, you know, a, a true blessing to have you know a big old vet in there. Uh, you, you know, to add with. Uh, with Cody White here and with a lot of a lot of experience, so it's been it's been fun getting to know him and and you know seeing uh, you know seeing him get to work and and you know help us out. You, say, you, you can see that Peters even just in these few practices still has it. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> oh hi Mark. Look at that. Walk-up music, Mark Rohde. Walk-up music. Dirty Frank for you. I love it, man. It's good to hear. Always good to hear Dirty Frank. And I was just talking to Studs, the Trash Panda, and he says that he has not been better than Suck, so it sounds like he's doing a great job of filling in today. That's great. Yeah, well, this is Mark Rohde's show. He's on this show. He's supposed to be on this show, but he's not on this show. He is a guest on the Scores Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So Mark Rohde will be hosting a show after tonight's Bears game, the Justin Fields start. You'll be hosting the post-game show, answering questions, as you did last relentless Saturday. Did you not? Only you were working the sidelines, then you are in here, then you are everywhere. So... Is that the plan tonight? That is the plan. Last week was ridiculous because, not because I, I did the sign lines and hosted. I had no problem with that whatsoever. But I decided to, I usually, like, I, I usually on a, on a nice day after a Bears game, 
and it was that, or so it seemed last week, I will walk home. I will make the cho- the decision. And it's really not that far from Soldier Field actually to the Prudential Towers, where I was going in this case to host the postgame show, as you said. But middle of my walk, it starts just pouring mm-hmm. rain, like the kind of rain where no matter what you have, and I did have a slicker, and I did have uh, an umbrella, no matter what you have, you're just going to get soaked anyway, and sometimes you just got to take it and say, you know what, I have lost the battle to the rain, and I'm going to get drenched from head to toe. So that that's the way I walked into the studios last week, drenched from head to toe, and did do a Bears post game. This week, it will not be as nasty, I hope. So I yes, I will be on after the Bears game tonight technically after Cubs post game which which you know the Cubs game is what 6:10 tonight so it it should cooperate but maybe a little bit after the Bears game depending yeah, you on might... how long you might get on around midnight, though, if it's like last night. So anyway. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But usually, as I learned covering the Cubs very closely for three years, and as Pat Hughes always said, rarely do you get the same type of ball game, baseball game, two days in a row. So tonight or today should probably be like a four to two ball game. That's Mark Grody. He's on this show. He's not on this show. He should be on this show. It's his show. And we were talking Bears, Bears. Titans in Tennessee. It's a road start for Justin Fields. Um, maybe you can explain this to me. I don't understand. You were part of this this week. <clears throat> maybe you can parse this out for me. But when Matt Nagy says, I told you all when I got here, this offense takes a few years to get going. We're at that spot right now. We've had guys on this team two, three, four years. Well, not the quarterbacks, not the tackles. Not more than one good ride receiver, none of the tight ends, not many of the coaches. This feels like year one. So what does Negi mean besides, well, he's shoveling what I think is just a whole lot of garbage. What he did was two things. He kind of, and I don't know that this was his intention, but he kind of excused himself for what has gone on with the offense for the the three previous years to this year, and then simultaneously put the pressure on himself to make the offense sprout this year. So forget everything that you have just seen, and now watch me go and watch the offense go. The problem is, is that you, and you mentioned one of them, Allen Robinson, as far as I can see, is the only sure, only 100% sure playmaker on the Bears. I think Darnell Mooney is turning into a playmaker. I think it's possible that David Montgomery could enter into that. I think that Cole Komet is a maybe, but they all have caveats, as you can tell. So it's it's really hard for me to sit here and or, or give you a reason as to why the offense would all of a sudden become the full naggy this year. I know Bears fans would love to see that. Everybody would love to see it. But until I see jumps in all those guys that I just mentioned, there's no evidence to suggest that all of a sudden we're going to see that explosive offense from the Bears. I think that the only way in which that offense takes that jump is Justin Fields. Like, I don't expect... I. Uh, I don't expect much out of Andy Dalton. Maybe he'll be better than what we saw last year from the various Bears quarterback carousel. But 
I don't think that this offense is going to function properly or as we want to see it until Justin Fields is out there. And maybe that's just me desperately wanting to see him in an actual game, but it just doesn't seem to me like it, I, I believe you need a stud quarterback to make this offense work properly and really to cover up the, the, what's the word I'm looking for here? The, 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 the failures that Matt Nagy has within the offense. Yeah. And Justin Fields would fit into that category as playmaker. Like he would fit in part, like with his arm, with his legs, with his brain, all way, shape, and forms, he probably would fit into that group of guys in that category of playmaker, one who can make things happen when it doesn't look like it's possible that anything is going to happen. Unfortunately, we didn't see that enough with Trubisky. We saw it, we saw it in 2018 with Mitch Trubisky where he used his legs well. Really, since that year, we didn't see it. Nick Foles, not a playmaker. Chase Daniel was not a playmaker, fill-in-the-blank Bears quarterback. I mean, the last time you had a guy who was a playmaker but only intermittently was Jay Cutler. So this is an entirely – if he is what he was in college and what he think, we think he has been in this preseason, if that does translate to regular season NFL games, you will have a playmaker in Justin Fields, and it's been forever, ever, ever, ever since the Bears have had a playmaker as a quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see. And and here's the thing about Andy Dalton. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get out of Andy Dalton. It's not bad. It's not good. It's Andy Dalton. And it's it's game manager. He he is a smart quarterback. He is a safe quarterback. He would fit in perfectly if the Bears were uh, if the Bears do go back to being an elite defense. If we see some vision of what we saw in 2018, then Andy Dalton probably fits in very nicely. I mean, and and if there is to be a a legitimate, competent run game. Andy Dalton will be really good for the Chicago Bears. But you you know exactly how good he's going to be and how bad he can be at times as well. That's the thing about Andy Dalton, and I've been saying this for years. He is the tolerance meter of mediocrity at NFL quarterback. If you are better than Andy Dalton, you're good. If you're worse than him, you're bad. He is dead center in the middle, and it's always <laughs> been a product of what's around him. He's the the quintessential game manager, you know, that that's what he is. And he has, look, he's had a successful career being that guy. He's heading into his 11th season in the NFL. He had some really nice years on some good Bengals teams. And and that's my point, that if, if you surround Andy Dalton with, a good offensive line, a really a dominant defense and a, a top five to seven running back, then Andy Dalton's your guy. Like that that's a really that's a really perfect guy to have in your lineup. But again, no evidence to suggest that all of those things will surround Andy Dalton, as in when we know the problems of the offensive line, you know, we know the problems of the, the running game over the last four years, except for maybe the last five games of last season. And we know, too, that the defense did not have a dominant year last year where they gave up a lot of devastating runs, a lot of explosive plays, and some of the stars that were just not the stars. So there's a lot of, like, what-ifs for the Bears' defense, even though the, the offense is, is number one with a bullet, if we want to look at this team with a critical eye.
Saturday suckage, as is part of the new suckage tradition, me and the trash panda are talking with our guest, Mark Grody. He's usually part of Saturday suckage, but he's not part of Saturday <laughs> suckage. That's how this thing sucks. I remember a year ago, year and a half ago, when we were discussing the offense sucking, and you had made the point that what was missing was Mitch Trubisky not taking off on those runs, those critical drive-extending runs. Got a first down, you set it downs, keep the drive alive, keep going, keep the defense off the field. <clears throat> that's what he did, and that's what Matt Nagy insisted on coaching out of him by making him stand in the pocket and do something he could not do. And yet, Justin Fields' ability to run around to pick up a first down, to do exactly what Mitch Trubisky did, is being lauded as an asset. So I'm probably missing something here, but one of these things is different, you know, it's not like the other thing. So what is it? Well, it's it, Fields is faster. I mean, he, he is a legit 4-4. We've seen this, like, his in-game speed is real. He is a, there's an easy speed about him i mean we we have seen it you probably saw it at ohio state as well so he is faster now with mitch trubisky what matt Nagy wanted out of him which i did understand was they wanted him to be pass first he didn't say you can't use your legs he didn't say you can't run but he definitely put it in trubisky's brain that we want you to run the offense and running this offense means throwing the ball downfield, throwing the ball in the middle of the field to the tight ends, throwing the screen passes so I don't have to do a bunch of run plays. Um, and then if if you are desperate, if you see the opening, then run for the first down. What I think happened to Mitch Trubisky is that he just became conflicted. He he in his in his mind, he didn't know should I okay, I see the I see the green grass in front of me and I see the orange first down marker, but I, my coach wants me to pass first. So I'm going to go ahead and try to force this pass in to make my coach happy. So for whatever reason, Trubisky could never figure out the balance after 2018 between passing the ball and running the ball. Now, it should also be said that when very early on when the Bears got Justin Fields, he did say that he wants Justin Fields to also be a pass-first quarterback. That 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 is the way he should think because he has an extremely talented arm as we have seen in training camp and in the couple of preseason games in which he has played. And I, I have a feeling that he will probably have the same message to Fields. Let's just hope that Fields has a better capacity, mental capacity, to handle understanding when it is best to run and when it is best to pass. And I think if, if the, the two preseason games that we have seen are any indication, I would say that, yes, that Justin Fields is already ahead of Mitch Trubisky in some ways as far as decision-making is concerned. I can already see it. Like, just even, not just in the way people talk about it, I can already see just the way in which he seems to look at the field. And his his instincts are just so much further beyond what we ever saw with Trubisky. But I, I wanted to shift the focus from the offense to the defense here, my friend, because I'm, I'm extremely curious about 
who the number two cornerback is going to be, who the nickel cornerback is going to be on this team. Because as a, I don't, I don't know. Is it? I think Vildor seems to be the common front runner right at the number two corner. Yeah, I think I, I, if I had to give the answer, I would say Kendall Vildor. He's definitely spent the most time with the first team and obviously with, or maybe not obvious to people, Desmond Trufant has been dealing with a personal issue. So has not had a, the opportunity in the last week or so to earnestly compete for that gig. See, I forgot that Trufant was on the team until recently because he just hasn't (laughs) been talked about. It's like, Oh, that's right. They did sign that guy. Yeah, exactly. And, and because of that, we have also seen more Artie Burns, on the field and he's been pretty good you know Artie Burns was was decent last week against Buffalo he's been running with the first a little bit more in training camp before camp came to a close uh he's a former first round pick with Pittsburgh he was really good in camp last year Artie Burns was until he had the season ending injury so I think it's between those two right now Kendall Vildor and Artie Burns and just from what I've seen in camp just the this the volume and the look that they have given Kendall Vildor, it seems that he's the guy. And it makes sense, too. I mean, he is a he's a draft pick of theirs, and he's a fifth-round draft pick. So if that's like gold for a, for a general manager and a head coach. If you can get a second-year, fifth-round pick to be your starting cornerback and be good at it, then that's that's gold. I mean, that that's what you want. So he has definitely been given the opportunity. As far as the, the nickel spot is concerned, I don't know, man. I'll tell you this. Nobody has really stepped forward and grabbed that job. There's nobody that you're like, oh, absolutely. I mean, Duke Shelley would seem to have the the pole position, and that just because he was doing it last year. And again, another guy that was drafted in in the late rounds by the Bears a couple of years ago, I think that he's going to be given a crack at it. Another guy to watch, and I don't know if he's had enough time yet to develop, but Thomas Graham Jr., six-round pick out of Oregon. I just talked to him the other day, and I asked him. I asked him that question, Studs. I said, hey, are you up for the you know the nickel spot and he just he gave a very uh collective answer he just said yeah i think we're all up for the job and 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 now that i think about it when talking to deshay townsend who is the defensive backs coach i I asked him the same question and he said he said i think i'm in the running for the nickel spot so (laughs) it's it's really like there has been no clear cut and don't forget don't sleep on don't sleep on deandre houston carson either like i mean he's become a a very valuable part of this team in a lot of different ways he's more specialty than anything but i don't i don't count him out either if I could throw my own hat into the rain, I am the best cornerback on my flag football team. If they want to give me a look, I'm just saying. Also, you, but yeah, but you didn't you play offensive line in high school? So I mean, yeah, you can't I did. Really, but I played three yeah. A ball. So oh, it, you know. okay. <laughs> and I played linebacker too. I I didn't play, I didn't play defensive back at all until I started playing flag with these guys. But I, I, real quick, a name I didn't hear in there is Marquise Christian, who mm. just looked horrible last week. I think I don't know if he's playing nickel or if he was just kind of ended up in the wrong spot. He looked horrible last week. So I don't know what the what his story is or if he's in the running for that nickel spot. All I know is I don't want to see him out there ever again. Well, he he actually has looked good in camp and that doesn't matter much and you're right. He did not look good in in the game. He's had at least 3 interceptions I think in camps in either 11 on 11 or 7 on 7 scenarios out on the the backfields in Lake Forest. So for whatever that's worth, I mean, his his name has popped a few times, 
But, yeah, I, I can't see a scenario where he is the guy. I, I'm going to say is probably going to be Duke Shelley, but that may be a, a, you know, a position where you see a lot of different guys rotating and trying it until they can, they can get it right and they can get it consistent. 30 years ago yesterday, Mark, the album oh, 10 was released. Oh, oh my God. I know. I was. I remember Track being. Did you listen to it? Um, did I, I? Did not. I should have. Right. I should have listened to all the tracks. Yeah. I had to sleep yesterday, and I did the morning show, so I had right. to spend my day sleeping and dreaming about Mark Grody at Illinois State. And I remember being the, in my dorm room, have this tiny little television. I had an MTV on, and. I remember seeing Pearl Jam Alive, the song Alive, on the video, playing the video. It's like a concert video. And just being kind of stopped in my tracks, being stopped in my track, like, oh, this is an awesome song. I think I'm going to sit down and listen to this song. I was like, that is great. It was the same thing that happened with me with the song Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. It was like literally stopped me in my tracks and like, oh, my God, what is this? this because at that time kids we desperately needed the return of some semblance of rock and roll because of all the bad 80s hair bands that were subsequently wiped <laughs> out by 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 albums like 10 and uh... obviously nirvana never mind and then all the other great grunge bands that were in that era as well but oh ah uh, ah uh, i I think wow. the, you need to connect the dots in the lore that is the Mark Grody, Ed Vedder love affair, the oh, crush yeah. regarding Alive. Oh, you want that? Yeah. I mean, that, you, it's I the mean, 30th anniversary, and that's track three, and that's the one that stopped you. And and you you need to <laughs> you need to share your Ed Vedder lore with our oh. audience. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. So, years ago, working for WBBM Radio, covering all sports, and Eddie Vedder was at Wrigley Field. He was doing the seventh inning stretch, and I was looking very much forward to hearing him sing. I didn't think I'd get to meet him, and I wasn't necessarily going to try to be fanboy and meet him. Just leave him alone, you know, let let him be. But I'm walking through the halls at Wrigley Field. There's a small cafeteria where all the media can eat food before the game and during the game. And in the cafeteria, there's Eddie Vedder by himself with his very large bodyguard and I kind of walked past I'm like I'm I'm like wait a minute I'm gonna go I'm gonna need to go ahead and take advantage of this he's just in there so I go in I got my big credential on and so the bodyguard was cool with it and I just went up to Ed Vetter and I introduced myself I said hey Eddie I'm Mark Grody from WBBM radio in Chicago I said I I'm you know I'm gonna go to both your shows this week I just wanted to say hello and he looked at the ID and he goes Mark Grody WBBM. <laughs> All right. And I was like, yes. And uh, and then and and then I, you know, I talked about, yeah, going. I'm going Tuesday, Wednesday. And he actually says to me, because he was so nice. He was like, oh, all right, man. He's like, what do you want to hear, man? And so I said, the the intro song coming in. I said, I would, you know what? I'd love to hear Dirty Frank. I'd love to hear Dirty. And he goes, oh man, I don't know if we're going to be able to play that, man. I said, and I had the the guts to say, um, 
why not? <laughs> and he mm-hmm. says, he says, well, we haven't played that for a long time. And then he says, what else you want to hear, man? And then I was a little flustered by this point. I was like, ah, ah, because I was all out of cool. Like my brain just went blank. So I said, ah, there. ah, ah, how about, how about a live? And he goes, all right, man, I think we can do that. <laughs> so, and I'll be damned if they didn't play alive. That both nights, both nights they played alive. So, and, the and by the way, is history. And and I will. I, I actually, there's more Eddie Vedder stories. I have a uh, there's a podcast up on my time covering the Cubs. I actually I put it up on Twitter, and there are multiple Ed Vedder Pearl Jam stars. I, I will repost that on Twitter as soon as we get off, and you could hear like my whole Cubs experience, some of the serious stuff about the Cubs, and then a lot of the fun stories of covering the Cubs. I will post that just for you guys and for the listening audience right after I get off the air with you two fine gentlemen. Mark Grody, WSCR. And yes, right. he does He does That's sound it. like that. My Ed Vedder yeah. is pretty good. It's pretty good, actually, I got to tell you. <laughs> you and your buddy Ed. Oh, well, I'm glad God. we were able to share that lore with the listening audience. Mark Grody will be on doing Bears postgame tonight, right on this here radio station. So when the Bears game ends, he'll be here to take all your calls about why Justin Fields isn't starting in game one. <laughs> <laughs> what if he throws for 350 in the first half? I am just going to press buttons and welcome in callers. Screaming, screaming, screaming. There you go. All right. Yep. Thanks, Mark. See you guys. Appreciate Bears. it. Bears. Mark Grody, he's usually on this show. He was just on this show. <clears throat> it's me and Trash Panda on this show. And Hi. he was talking about the Cubs. And if you thought the trade deadline was bad, it something I read made it turn out even worse. So we'll share that after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Trash Panda, Adam Studzinski, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. The Cubs are just hopeless. And getting more hopeless as it is. Trash Panda is sitting in for Mark Grody, who was just on these airways. He oh. was just on the show, but he's not on the show. So, Cubs take a 6 nothing lead, and... <laughs> <laughs> they give up 13 straight runs, and they lose 17-13 to the Sox. But this goes back to reports by Ken Rosenthal at the trade deadline, when, which was, which was sort of the red wedding. <clears throat> the Mets discussed a trade with the Cubs that involved both Bryant, Baez, also included Trevor Williams, and a major league player. In return, the Cubs would have gotten prospect Pete Crow Armstrong, another prospect and a major league player. The Cubs turned it down, according to the report, because they thought they could get more for Bryant separate from Baez. So they made the Giants deal for Bryant after making the Mets deal for Baez. They made them separately. And they ended up with Pete Crow Armstrong from the Mets. So this week, MLB Pipeline released its top 100 prospects. Now understand, every the, the Rizzo deal, the I don't know, Jacques Peterson, everybody they gave away, with the exception, I think, of the Kimbrel deal, weren't those, those were major league players, and Cody, Cody Hoyer. So you're, you're dealing with Bryant and Baez. It was all about the haul. And you go back to Darvish when they first quit on the season. And they got Zach Davies and four guys who 
probably still need to take driver's training. Whatever their age, they're playing baseball, they're young talent. So MLB Pipeline, Pipeline came out with its top 100 prospects. The Cubs have two top 100 prospects. Brennan Davis, an outfielder, he's at number 14, and Braylon Marquez, a pitcher at 94. Nobody from any of the trades that the Cubs made to get rid of all the guys you know made this list. That's stunningly bad, in my opinion. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. They ranked their farm system in the preseason, according to MLB.com, ranked 22nd. So they made all these trades. They've zoomed all the way up to number 22. Made all these trades to get all these prospects, and MLB.com ranks them 22nd. And to think about... I mean, ranks them 18th from 22nd. It, it, it really is, to me, kind of mind-boggling how you give up... Like Chris Bryant is a really, really good MLB player. At, at his think? best... Yeah, oh, yeah. At his best, he's a top 15 player in the league, in my opinion. And he's playing pretty darn well in San Francisco so far. You didn't get a top 100 prospect for him. And then you throw in the fact that I don't think they were necessarily going to get a a top guy like that for Baez or Rizzo. But for Chris Bryant, I think they should have gotten more back. And like, that's the one trade I look at that they made. And I'm like, they, they kind of screwed that one up. Cause I mean, even you just look across town what the white Sox were able to do the haul they got for Adam Eaton. They got maybe now, maybe two really good MLB pitchers for Adam Eaton, right? Yeah, Ronaldo Ronaldo Lopez is suddenly, he's a thing. And not just last night. He's a thing. Yeah, he's he's crazy. That guy can see now, so he can actually throw pitches with with conviction. And now his stuff looks electric again. Well, I I shouldn't say necessarily again. It was kind of hit or miss before. But his stuff, stuff looks electric now. So, it, it, like, Adam Eaton is not near the caliber player that Chris Bryant is. I wouldn't even put him in the same caliber player as Javier Baez. Maybe on the same kind of level as Rizzo. I don't know. But, like, it's, it's shocking to me they didn't get more back for, for all those trades. Well, they're, they're rentals, and that's, you know, maybe that's bad negotiating. Maybe that's bad, maybe... You don't have much leverage. Maybe that's just what you accept. You just want to make it all <clears throat> make it all go away, so you can start all over. So that's that's what they ended up with. The same same two players who were on the top 100 prospects list were developed in their system. Nobody nobody on that MLB.com list. Anybody they got in all the deals for the players you've heard of. And by the way, are we done with the? Is it, did last night we see the fall of the Romine Empire? Are we done with that? Can we can we do away with this? They they have trouble catching baseballs. I just don't I don't think that's a good thing to keep doing this. Um, speaking of starting over, starting over and turning it over in a hurry, the Bulls did that. It made the the trade everyone was waiting for. They made a decision on Lowry Markkinen. We're going to talk with talk with Rob Schaefer of NBC Sports Chicago. About the Bulls, the big deal, what they did, where they are now. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Trash Panda. Adam Studzinski, Saturday Suckage, 
Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.